The Midweek Horror Podcast is supported by Horrified, the website that celebrates and champions British horror, covering films, television, books, fiction, and more. You can visit Horrified at horrifiedmagazine.co.uk and find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at horrifiedmag. This is the Midweek Horror Podcast with Hannah Fox and Alice Reed. Hello everyone and welcome to the Midweek Horror Podcast. I'm Hannah Fox. And I'm Alice Reed. And this week we are going to be talking about and actually um, having an interview with the makers of Hosts. Yep, so this was a film we very nearly saw at a Fright Fest. I don't know if you remember him, but we were 50-50 on whether to watch Hosts or a film called Let's Scare Julie. And we ended up flipping a coin for it, and we went for Let's Scare Julie. So I'm really pleased that um, Richard Oakes and Adam Leader got in touch with us and were able to share a, a review screener of hosts, because I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, I mean, it actually ended up, it worked out really well, because we got to see both films in the end. So exactly. yeah, even better. <laughs> the coin flip was on our side. Did I just thank them? Have I thanked them? Yes, you did. Okay, brilliant. I'm pretty sure you did. (laughs) Well, I'll do it anyway, just in case. But thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, cheers. Thanks a lot. (laughs) I'm sure I'll edit something semi-sensible out of that. Yeah, you always do. This is our first ever socially distanced podcast, because the last one we put out uh, a few weeks ago was recorded just before the start of lockdown two in the UK. Yeah, that was the mad panic one, wasn't it? Where we kind of got in yeah. touch and were like, ah, oh, we might be able to squeeze one in. Can you do it tonight? <laughs> yeah. And that was the last film we watched together and the last time we were able to sit in the same room recording a podcast together. Now, what I hope the listeners at home appreciate is that even though we're sat miles away from each other, the audio here is clear as a bell. Yeah. So far, so good. When we get to the Q&A, which was pre-recorded, it's not going to be as clear as a bell. (laughs) No, I sound like I'm underwater. (laughs) Yeah, this has been a real learning curve for us working out how to do a podcast. Yeah, it's technology. We're not very tech. Technological, we're not very techy, really, are we? I mean, I'm granny, as everyone knows, and I, you'd have thought <laughs> lockdown would have helped us to kind of tech up, as it were, but not really. No. Yeah, yeah, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Hey ho. So let's talk about hosts. Mm. Do you want to do a little summary of what the film is about? Yeah. So are we doing uh, non-spoilers to start? We have to do non-spoilers full stop because it's not out yet. Of course. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Which is difficult because there's so many good bits um, that we would like to talk about. But yeah, I think um, I can kind of uh, give you a bit of a rundown spoiler free. What I will say before you start, actually, I would really like to revisit this after it's been out on general release for long enough so that we can do one of our full reviews with spoilers for people who've seen it because um as well I, I had to edit out a few a bit of the chat we had with the creators because we were talking about spoilers so it'd be really nice to be able to yeah revisit those scenes and talk about the specifics of what we like yeah i believe it is it out for release uh january did they say 
New Year? It's yeah, I think it's about I think it's mid January. Yeah. We've got the specific date coming up in the Q and A. Yeah, I was going to say the the chaps do say, but um, I, I think January. So yeah, that's good. So not too long to wait anyway, and then we can have a bit more of an in depth chat about it. <laughs> so I've just realised all that work we did queuing it up so we could edit the Q and A in seamlessly, mm. as if we just had them waiting. <laughs> We, just hanging we, about we've sort of given the game away yeah we've given the game away a bit yeah they're, they're not waiting to dial in uh, uh and in a minute we will be calling the guys through yeah. <laughs> set in the green room yeah i kind of forgot about that never mind hey you know as long as you hear what they have to say who really cares <laughs> so yeah hosts um so now it has been a short time since I've watched this now, so uh, Ellis, you might have to jump in if I get something hideously wrong. But basically, um, this is about uh, a couple who are, it's just before Christmas, and they are planning to spend Christmas Day with some of their neighbours. But to start off, we see them in their own house, and they're kind of, you know, talking about Christmas and, um, you know, sort of getting ready for celebrations, when they see some blue lights outside. And um, they go to investigate the lights and then some stuff happens, uh, which I think we can't really talk about at the moment, but kind of some bizarre things happen. So after that has happened, we then kind of pushed forward into Christmas Day uh, when the couple have gone round to the neighbours and friends' home. So it all starts out very nice. Um, The neighbours are making dinner and everyone's talking and having a nice time, but the couple are behaving quite strangely, to say the least, and that behaviour only gets stranger and stranger. The the couple is in the couple we see yeah. at the start of the film. So when they arrive at the house to have Christmas dinner, it's obvious that something's wrong. Something is up. And they the neighbours sort of who are a family, there's um a sister, couple of brothers and the parents. And they're all very jolly and they're, you know, trying to bring the young couple out of themselves, but they're just being weird and they they kind of sort of ignore it and we kind of carry on through Christmas. But as the day goes on, it gets weirder and weirder and then it becomes very clear that something very, very strange has happened to them. And then I think it's very hard really to talk much more about the plot past that without getting into spoiler territory. Uh, I don't know if you want to add anything, Alice. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that the the couple who arrive on Christmas Day are acting very weirdly as a direct consequence of what happened with the mysterious blue lights in the opening scene. The resulting film... And I think probably the less you know about the story going in, the better. Mm. But the resulting film has elements of, I'm not sure supernatural is the right right word. Uh, Is supernatural the right word? I would go supernatural, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, okay. Elements of a a supernatural threat, home invasion. Mm. There's some scenes of violence. A lot of kind of religious sort of imagery overtones that sort of thing yeah and also visually for me it's a really nice mix because you you've got those images but you've also got science fiction horror Mm. visuals there's um something i really loved about the film and i I said this in the q a i really love the use of blue lights throughout 
Yeah. Um, that's a bit of a visual motif. You know, you have people's eyes are glowing blue. People have got blue light coming out of their mouths. It's a really interesting looking and really well and atmospherically shot yeah. film, actually. Quite creepy and eerie as well, yeah. So Richard Oakes, one of the two directors, has a background as a director of photography for music videos. And I think I think that really... I, I think the resulting film looks really stylish. Yeah. Far, far more stylish than, a, than an independent crowdfunded movie has any right to look, really. Yeah, they really think about the scenes, uh, the scenery, actually. You know, you've got a scene where, um, and I think I mentioned this when we're talking to, to the chaps, but very kind of um, sort of uh, foggy, um, in fo- the kind of the fog and the light and the darkness. Um, that looks amazing on screen. And then we have the very deep red of the corridor, as well as this sort of, like you mentioned, the the blue lights and some, you know, th- They've really thought about uh, the cinematography, the scenery, the lighting, the effects. There's been a lot of thought gone into that. Yeah, yeah. As well as the visuals, some things I really like. The performances, I think, are superb. Yeah. I, I would say uniformly good acting. Every Everybody brings their A game. Quite a lot of emotion in there as well. It's it's not it's not one of these films where it's like, ah, oh, ha-ha, violence is happening, look at all the... You know, the, the, the gory, the gory special effects are done with some level of glee, but there were a couple of moments which I found had quite a bit of an emotional wallop as well. Again, I can't go into spoilers. This is why we need to come back to this and do a full review. Definitely. Once we can, uh, once we can talk about it in detail, because I, I'm sort of itching to, to talk more. <laughs> yeah. If I, I, I will, I will, I will tell you one now and edit it out. I loved. Yeah, there are, and the and the other I know. Yeah, we've got to edit this out, but yeah. Although that bit was just funny, <laughs> and I think to balance this out a little bit, um, I would also say that although the story is very interesting, personally for me, I could have done with a little bit more story. Uh, well, actually, I could have done with a little bit more story when I watched it, but actually after kind of thinking about it and talking um, with you and with the makers of the film, I've kind of changed my mind a little bit on that. And I think that, I think, I yeah, I, I felt like there were some things that were unexplained, but I'm starting to sort of think, actually, I think that's okay. <laughs> it's quite interesting how I've reflected on that and um, yeah, changed my mind a little bit there. It's certainly a film that lingers in the mind mm. in that regard. It isn't a film. You know, sometimes you're in the mood for watching a film where as the film is progressing, you're thinking, right, I've got my theory about what's going on. Yeah. I shall wait for the end to tell me if I'm right. <laughs> it is definitely is definitely a film that leaves you to mull it over a bit and make your make your own decision. Do you know, I, I like that. I would say this is one of those films. So I watch a lot of independent horror films. And actually films like this, is the reason why I do it because when you discover a good one, it's doubly nice because you feel a bit, you sort of feel like you've discovered something. Mm. But what I will definitely do when this comes out, if it gets a physical release, it is a film that I would want to buy a physical copy of to put it on my shelf of uh, films, which which isn't a 
an accolade. <laughs> I extend to many of the independent films that I've that I've seen. Um, you know, I watch a lot of stuff on Amazon Prime, and very few of those are followed up <laughs> with a physical order. Oh yeah, Re- really nicely, really nicely made. Uh, you know, I think they did a great job. And actually, you know, my point on the story. Han just likes a backstory, and that's just a personal thing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> but you, so you you were sort of itching for a sequel, weren't you? That was it. That was it. I just wanted a, wanted more. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so I'm still hoping that you know, it, it, after a bit of time has gone on, they might consider doing another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I think we should leave. I think we should leave it there because we don't want to spoil the film. I will say I really enjoyed it. So thank you again to Richard and Adam for letting us watch a review copy of it. Yeah, same here. Thanks, guys. Definitely look out for it. Have a look at the trailer. It will be landing on UK streaming services in middle January. You'll get the date when we get to the Q&A. <laughs> I should have written it down. I didn't. I promise it will be somewhere in this podcast. So without further ado, let's seamlessly segue to the pre-recorded <laughs> Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> which was which was meant to sound was meant to sound like we just had them waiting on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Right, well, thanks to the magic of modern technology, we can now welcome Richard Oakes and Adam Leader, who are the co-creators of Hosts. Hello. How you doing? Let's have a jingle. First of all, I think I'm right in saying this is your first feature film. I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about your experience making the film and what it was like as first-time feature film directors. You want to take this one, Rich, or, or me? What's, what do you want to do? Yeah. So, well, I've kind of run um, a music video production company for nearly 10 years. Um, and it's kind of how I met Adam because Adam's in a band called In Search of Sun and I, I shot their music video and we kind of just connected and kind of shared a, a mutual love of film and within a couple of years of kind of meeting we decided to um, work together on music videos for a bit and then we, we I started moving in as a DOP into feature films and so I shot a couple of feature films and then me and Adam decided to write our own film because we were like, well we love making films but wouldn't it be great if we could make our own? That's kind of where it came from. But we also just enjoy having fun. So we started a, a YouTube channel talking about cinematography and cameras and latest lighting gear and things like that. But it was all kind of very tongue-in-cheek and taking the mick, which kind of wound some people up because they kind of came along looking for really interestingly clever responses about cameras and stuff. And we ended up just winding everyone up. And, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, but we did get quite a nice little loyal fan base. And um, after we'd been doing that for a while, we were like um, struggling to get funding to find, to make the movie that we wanted to. And we, we were like, well, why don't we pitch the idea of investment to the fans on the channel? And um, so so we kind of went that way and, and ended up funding the film. And, and that way the fans get a cut out of the profits and the earnings as investors in the film. That's kind of how we did that. And then we... I guess just gathered as many things together as we could to make a film as cheaply as we possibly could. We shot the whole thing in my own house and the composer's house for the other couple's house. Oh, that was your house? That was my house that we we decorated. (laughs) That must have been a a heck of a tidy up afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I still find blood <laughs> behind curtains and behind radiators and stuff. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's all fun. I've, I've just got the best wife in the world. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Adam. You kind of summed it up, man. I mean, it was, it was, um, yeah, exactly as Rich said. I mean, it, it was a, it was a long old journey to get to where we got to, but the whole thing was just fun, man. It was great because we, we love, what we do so even though there was a, a huge huge amount of work involved and so many you know you just you can't cut corners with these things there's so many barriers and mountains to climb with this um you know got over a mountain it just felt even better because you know it just felt like it was worth it and it was great it was awesome and, and here we are today off the back of the u.s uh, and canadian release just shy of two months away from the uh, about a month and a half away from the uk release so yeah, looking forward to it, and it all seems to be. Uh, yeah, it's just it's nuts, really. It's it's a a lot more is happening with it than we ever initially anticipated, and that's really exciting. So it's kind of cool to to see this all happening while we're working away at the, if I'm allowed to say, the next project. <laughs> ah, wonderful. I will um I will ask a question about the next project later, but obviously you don't have to answer if it's all triple top secret. Um, <laughs> cool. So if you. So obviously, Hannah and I have seen hosts. If you had to describe it in your own words, with as many or as few spoilers as you want, how would you describe it? Has the snails? Oh man! Well, I've got I've got the logline <clears throat> nailed at the synopsis, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with the synopsis. Let's see if I can get it right this time. A family of five <laughs> become victims to a series of uh, violent and manipulative attacks when they invite their neighbours around for dinner who have, uh, they unknowingly have been taken over by a malicious entity. Um, Yeah, (laughs) that's as best as I can sum it up, to be honest, at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, that's lovely. Without giving too much away. That's lovely. I'll just, Hannah, are you still on the line? Oh, damn, (laughs) damned internet. Okay, that's... That's all right. We'll persevere and hopefully she'll uh, jump back in and ask some questions of her own. Yeah, no um, worries, man. Yeah, that, that's the internet for you. So having two directors and two people working on the story, what is the creative process like between the two of you and what different things do you bring to filmmaking? Kind of, um, we spoke about this beforehand because obviously um, two minds in the room extremely passionate about what they do there's it kind of invites potential for uncomfortable situations or loggerheads and stuff like that but me and adam are pretty good at, at dealing with that and working together we, we always laugh that we're kind of one mind or i'll be typing something and then it, it will say exactly the words i was writing pop up from his side of the chat before i finish typing it and, and stuff like that happens all the time it just makes us laugh but the kind of one one mind so we, we tend to be on the same path like vision wise as well but just for the a way to kind of keep ourselves with our own focus i guess we decided it would be best as adam wrote the script to have adam deal with the actors so on on the set he would be outside uh, in the garden kind of going through the scenes with the actors trying to convey what he meant in the script by what their characters should be and their motivations and things like that and I would be setting up the the scenes the next scene we're about to shoot as well as the lighting the camera and all that kind of like the DOP kind of side as well then we'd kind of come together when the actors know what they're doing and when the the, the set is set in fact like 
remember laughing that we we barely saw each other on set because we were yeah kind of kind of doing our own thing, but it was two sides of the kind of directorial coin. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think I heard Hannah coming back on the line. Then are you there, Han? Hi, you there? Sorry. Oh, barely. I knew you guys fine. Just what a high drive since you didn't even leave. I tried about five different pairs of headphones. Unfortunately, you're underwater at the minute, Han. This is kind of fun though, because it, it does sound like talking to a robot, which is which is you know, it's quite it's quite it is quite entertaining. <laughs> that, that is actually what I am. So. Oh. Uh, the, you know what? The funny thing is, the moment you said that, you started sounding normal again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, do, you want, do you want to get a question in hand before you turn yeah, back into so a robot? I might, have missed, I might have missed some of that. Um, I, I Sorry if you've already covered this. I'll, I'll do another one if you have. Um, I just wondered how you came up with the idea for the script. Did you cover that while I was fiddling with headphones? No, no, actually. The script... Well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess the initial idea came from an experience that I had. Uh, I was sitting with my ex one evening at home and she starts complaining that uh, she could see uh, like this, this blue light by the window in the garden, as we see, obviously, in the film. So I'm like, what? <laughs> so I went out and she said, they look right there in the corner of the window. I just saw two little blue lights. So that kind of freaked me out. So I, <laughs> I went into the kitchen grabbed a knife because I was kind of scared and went into the garden, searched it out, couldn't find anything and came back in. Just thought to myself, you know what, this might be a cool idea for a scene in a film or an opening scene to a film. So I got on the phone to Rich and told him and he was like, yeah, man, we can we can do something with this. Got to the point by the end of it where we sort of had a, a rough sort of skeleton of, of a story there to which the, the next day I then went away and, and spent the next couple of weeks just writing the first draft of the script and then the next few months after that, we just slowly developed it together whilst we were raising the money and stuff for it. And yeah, and I guess here, here we are today. <laughs> ah, cool. Did you ever yeah. find out what the blue lights were? Oh, you mean in real life? Story? In real life, yeah. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I I have a feeling, I guess I'll never know. I have a feeling she was just trying to get rid of me for five minutes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, <old> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that old trick, yeah, but who knows? We'll never know. But at the end of the day, it's it spurred an idea for uh, a movie. So, you know, I couldn't be more grateful. Yeah, and uh, what, one thing I absolutely love about the film is the use of blue lights. There's some really good visuals in it, actually. We were discussing this, weren't we, Alice, a, a while ago. There's some brilliant visuals. Um, so I uh, really liked the scene um, in the field, in the fog, um, where uh, she ends up hanging from the tree. That was that was a really nice little bit of cinematography there. It was really impressive. I and mean, there's some really nice bits throughout the film like that, actually. Um, yeah, so that was, yeah, well done. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. It's, not, it's nice to hear that about that particular scene because, I mean, I, personally, and I'm sure everyone else um, can back me here that was involved in the film, I never, ever doubt Rich and his capabilities. But mm. in, 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 re, in regards to that scene... It's kind of nice, and I'm sure Rich feels the same way, actually. It's nice to hear that, because that night was just everything was just going horrendously using half the equipment because it was just freezing over, and we were so strapped for time, and it was the whole thing was so stressful, wasn't it, Rich? And we had to get so much done in so little time. So, yeah, it's really nice for you to kind of show your your appreciation or give compliments to particulars because it was quite a stressful evening. Oh, no, definitely. It didn't, it didn't look that way. Um, and another uh, use of the 
the uh, settings as well I really liked because it sounds really simple but I loved how you used the hall like the corridors I found it quite sort of like shining-esque I think it was because of the like really kind of hard red in the corridor I think that worked really well you know kind of simple but it, it really it was really effective in the film so yeah there was quite a few scenes like that I was really impressed with we've always said that the shining was one of our inspirations not not for the story or anything but for the vibe the corridor and that wallpaper that we chose. I mean, Adam would probably be better with the story, but he went down to the wallpaper shop and was like, there's this one, Rich, or there's this one that's out of our budget. And I was like, the one that's out of our budget. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> Let's get that. when you say you decorated your house, you literally yeah. decorated your house. Yeah, I- yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I thought you just meant all the blood that got sprayed everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, the whole house, top yeah, to bottom, commitment. was completely redone. <laughs> um, it was just Magnolia Walls before that. Wow. So, yeah, it looks fantastic on screen. It really does. Did you keep it like that? One room. Yeah, the, the dining room we've kept the same because I just love it. But my so, wife wouldn't let me keep the corridor like that. She was like, this is horrible. <laughs> 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 so you mentioned Shining, The Shining, as a, an influence on the feel of the film, if not the plot. What other movies would you cite as the major influences? There's quite a few, I'd say. It's not necessarily plot-wise or, you know, scenes. It's For me, I know Adam's got a lot in there. I remember kind of watching some of his favourite classic films when he was a kid, watching them for the first time recently and going, ah... For me, there's some things like quite Tarantino stuff in the way that we decided to approach scenes, like the dinner table thing, reveal the threat early on, and then kind of have the ticking time bomb, as they say, as the the dialogue continues. So it's always in the back of your mind of like revealing the hammer before anything happens, if you know what I mean, and kind of letting you sit with that for a while. So it's not complete surprise, but kind of then going two steps too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think it is, it is a surprising scene. It is a surprising scene, <laughs> ju- just because of the way it's executed. I did read an, an interview you did with a website, actually, where you said you guys couldn't stop laughing whenever you shouted <laughs> cut, and all the actors were like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what happened. Like We were both just like... You know, we have to keep quiet and, and we're obviously looking, you know, at what's going on and stuff. But the moment we got cut, we were both like, <laughs> That scene was kind of meant to be written a little bit tongue-in-cheek, if you know what I mean. It's a bit too on the nose, if you know what I mean, with the, the, the dialogue beforehand and all that and yeah. then what happens. Yeah. It's kind of meant to make you laugh uncomfortably, but... A lot of people haven't laughed. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I did laugh. <laughs> yeah, and you're okay for that. Yeah, that was yeah, actually yeah. written in. Uh, it was for for a specific type of person like us. It's meant to make you laugh. It's meant to make you laugh. <laughs> no, definitely, because I, I I was doing the same thing. I was laughing while still going, "Oh my god!" But it wasn't. It was, funny. It was like proper like black comedy moment, you know. Yeah. Perfect. So you're you're forgiven. Don't worry. There's nothing wrong with you. Unless there's, there's just something wrong with all of us. <laughs> yeah, actually, like everyone, everyone uniformly who listens to this might go and watch the film and like be sat there thinking, I can't believe they were laughing. <laughs> <laughs> we podcast. 
horror fans, literally all they do is talk about their favourite horror films. And they've said they had to stop it and leave the room. They, they found it too overwhelming. And I'm like, that's nuts. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> but generally positive. We won We won quite a good award just for that scene, so that's cool. You did, didn't you? Best kill. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Was that a Fright Fest? It was, yeah, from yeah. Um, Empire. No, it was, no, Total Film, sorry. Yeah, well well deserved, well deserved. Uh, one you. thing One thing we wanted to ask, so as a basically a crowd-funded independent movie, where do you find uh, such quality cast and crew to work with? Just off mates, isn't it? So Neil Ward and Nadia Lamine, we've been friends with them for, for a few years before uh, before we did host. So we'd always, always wanted to cast them because uh, we not only are they super, super close friends of ours, but we think they're both just fantastic actors. And, you know, we, we kind of want to be able to, you know, if we succeed at something or if we get an opportunity, we want to bring our friends with us, you know, but especially, you know, but not just because they're our mates, but because they're our friends and they're insanely talented and they deserve all the recognition they can get. So the, the parts were already sort of written for them. And then the rest of the cast, we sort of got invited people that <clears throat> mostly Rich had worked with before. Um, so it was all through word of mouth. And then uh, Samantha Loxley that plays Lucy, she was actually a recommendation via Neil, whom... We actually cast her last. She had 24 hours to learn 19 pages of dialogue. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, so we, we gave her the part. She oh, turned up. Uh, yeah, she turned up that morning uh, or, well, evening because we were doing night shoots and completely nailed it. Just absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, the entire cast and crew, just amazing. Yeah, I thought the um, the kid who played the youngest brother, I actually thought he was very good, very natural. Yeah, he's um, awesome, really he's awesome. Yeah, I remember One. thinking when we were going to cast cast a kid, we were like, we just need any kid that, that can slightly act because they're going to be bad. <laughs> and then we, we got Buddy and we were like, what? He's actually good? <laughs> we didn't expect that. One performance I really enjoyed was the brother because when he first appears, I thought, okay, I've got I've got the measure of this guy. He's playing the annoying, the annoying brother character, but his performance really goes places later in the film. You know, that was a, a much deeper role and bigger performance than I was expecting. I thought he was brilliant. They, I thought they were all brilliant to be honest. There wasn't a weak yeah. performance in it, which is rare for a. You know, for an independent film, usually there's at least one duffer in the cast. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. Well, that's true. Lee, Lee was another last minute um, dot com, not quite as last minute as um, Samantha, but we actually had someone else cast in the part of Lee who pulled out about three or four days before we were due to shoot. And I kind of scrambled through the people I'd worked with before and I was like, Lee, Lee would be good. So I gave Lee a phone. He was like, uh, "Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I can do it. Uh, what's it about?" And I'm like, uh, "Well, here's the script, but just say whether you can do it now because we need to." So it was kind of like last minute for him, and he he had to kind of play catch up a lot. Um, but yeah, again, he he absolutely nailed everything that we wanted him to be. And I think a lot of the time, what I kind of measure as a good actor is if you can give someone a part that isn't the annoying guy, <laughs> and they pull that off. Mm. without the ego of, no, I want to make it cool. Do you know what I mean? That's putting the part first. And I'm, I think, and to nail that really well, I think that shows a good actor that's kind of willing to be the one that people don't like, I guess, on, on screen. Um, even though I guess that, I do think that changes through the film. I do think his arc 
changes him to slightly less annoying. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he completely embodied what Adam wrote. Do you agree, Adam, with that? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It was. Um, <clears throat> I barely had to give him any direction. To be honest, he was just. He was just brilliant. Like we would sit there, particularly the the scene in the attic. Like just watching that that performance from him. Like, and we did a good few takes up there. We were we were up there all night, and and to watch him do that was just phenomenal every time. And bless him, he was Lee probably had it the worst. He went through the wars with this film. <laughs> he had to do so much awkward stuff, and um, he really had to. To, to dig deep for those emotions and he was he was like he was on breaking like he was on breaking point the whole time uh, but he yeah he completely delivered and then some like just fantastic really really good yeah. that dude's going places for sure yeah absolutely um, and do, do you want to chip in with a, a question yeah I did um, I was quite interested actually again this is kind of um, going back to the story into whether this is you know a bit of an annoying question but are you guys planning on doing a sequel? Because when I got to the end of this film, I was thinking, oh, do you know what? There's still quite a lot you could potentially do with the story because there were still things that weren't explained. Um, so I just wondered whether you guys had considered, uh, yeah, doing a, a sequel. Do you want to say that, Adam? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> we're not completely close to the idea of a sequel, um, but at the moment, it uh, not not in the near future we'd rather leave something to kind of sit with people and 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 move on to to the next project there are things in there that we kind of want to leave up to people to to interpret as they will um as does the you know the film has a personal uh two very separate personal meanings to to both myself and rich but yes by the end it you know it does suggest that there is i guess a bigger picture of something going on which does leave it open to a sequel which yeah, I guess to sum it up, it's something that we're we're open to the idea, but I guess not anytime soon, uh, in the near future. I think I think it's an interesting one because um, there's there's subtext. There's like three layers of subtext to the film um, that mean very different things, and I think the very surface level kind of narrative that you see playing out in front of your eyes when you watch the film, you're like, yeah, that's totally open to a sequel. But the layers of subtext, the, the sub stories, and everything. They don't lend themselves to a sequel. They're kind of those stories are wrapped up. So that's where I feel like if, if we did go to do a sequel, it would be a very um, what's the word like uh, very surface level. We'd we'd have to think of something uh, an interesting way to play it out that wasn't just continuing a surface level vibe. If you know what I mean. But I think that the story the sub layers are told. If you know what I mean. So I wouldn't want to retread that yeah. ground, but if if we did do a sequel, we'd need to kind of come up with some new new subtext layers that would work with a sequel, rather than just kind of going right. Let's just get the army in and have them blasting at people with blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, totally, totally. And if there's yeah, not a good story to tell, it, then then we wouldn't. Yeah. That's the thing. If if we can't tell a good story, then we wouldn't try and force it. You know, some, sometimes things are just left better as as they are. So, can you tell us anything about what you are doing next? <laughs> um, <laughs> probably. Not. I don't think. I don't think we're at point where we're really allowed to say much, to be honest. But what what I can say, <clears throat> and if by all means, Rich, if you want to add to it, go for it. But what what I can say is that we've got a pretty killer story 
in the pipeline written and the script is currently being written for it and we plan to shoot it in the first i guess the we're definitely within the first half of next year uh but this film if we can if we can execute this right will be something that no one really has seen before to be honest so um yeah it's kind of a lot <laughs> we sort of set ourselves a very very difficult task but we're excited about it uh it will be another horror i guess we can say that but yeah so just look out next year. Oh, it sounds exciting. Yeah, that's great news <laughs> really that you're staying in the genre. <laughs> well, I like to play with, yeah, play with the genre. It's not, I wouldn't say it's straight up horror. It's got elements of quite a few different genres in, but I think it's got that dark horror tone to it. Um, but we like to kind of mix it up a little bit, if you know what I mean. Mm. Well, how very tantalising. <laughs> <laughs> does, um, does it drive you nuts not being able to talk about it? or Not at the moment. Because <laughs> I think we're still refining exactly what it is. We've got the majority of what we want to do down, but not not. We're, there's still a lot of T's to cross and I's to dot. Um, so yeah, I think me and Adam are kind of talking it through at the moment, so we don't kind of feel that pressure of oh, I just want to talk about this. It's been sat on our shelf for two years. It's been mm. not there yet. <laughs> it is exciting though. There, there's there's some excitement in the. Uh, uh, in the industry, I guess about about what we're doing next in terms of who wants to be involved in the next film, and we're we're in talks with a few different people. Um, one being a production house as well that that want to work with us and, and stuff. So it's all yeah, it's nuts, you know, and it, it just off the back of hosts, which is fantastic, and that's I guess what we originally wanted. You know, we wanted to to do hosts in order to open doors so we could continue doing films and on a a slightly bigger scale each time, and it seems to be going that way, and it's it's very exciting. It's very exciting. It's good. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. You sound excited. <laughs> I'm always excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'll definitely make a beeline for it when it comes out. And Hosts is coming out early next year in the UK, isn't it? Do you know when it's coming out? Um, there is a... It hasn't actually officially been confirmed, but I'm, I'm quite certain that it's... I think it's January the 18th. Uh, at the moment, that could, you know, that is subject to change. But as far as we know, yes, the, the UK release will be January 18th. That's brilliant news. Yeah, it's exciting. Looking forward to it. Home country. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it does. It seemed to have a really, really good response at Fright Fest. So, um, yeah, we're, we're really, really anxious to see how, how uh, I guess, the, the, the response to that uh, come January. So not long to go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, had a lot of people waiting patiently in our country, <laughs> our friend, uh, friends and associates and stuff, and begging us when we get to see it, when we get to see it. So hopefully not too much longer. And uh, yeah, we'll be out there. Well, that's that's it from me. I think we've got loads of good material there. And um, what I what I did want to say is, Adam, I know you've got a band. Yeah, we're called In Search of Sun, and. Uh, we're plastered all across YouTube and Facebook and stuff, and uh, we actually wrote the uh, the end credit song to uh, two hosts. And believe it or not, the song is called Hosts. So <laughs> if, you, uh, if you go and check that out, you can watch the video uh, to that on YouTube in search of Sun Hosts. And yeah, check it out on Spotify. Add it to your playlist and all that, all that cool stuff. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's it from me, really. 
I did say to Hannah at the end, I really loved the uh, closing credits song. So I will definitely. Song. I'm going to be listening to that. <laughs> definitely check it out. Adam's sweet ass vocals on it. <laughs> Is that oh, you singing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there's there, actually, there's two. So both end credit songs. Um, uh, are our songs actually yeah so the first one without any vocals that is the host's uh, soundtrack and and obviously the the video that we did on youtube I'm, I'm singing to it and then the second song is also us and yes that is that's the last video we released actually uh yeah it's called rhythm and you can also check that out on uh on youtube we shot that in rich's garage we all painted ourselves in uv paint and had some fun with rich and the camera didn't we rich yeah. <laughs> Another thing that That's never got out of my carpets or curtains. <laughs> yeah. I've just, um, it's very, very separate, but I've just um, finished directing, DOPing, and editing uh, a new interesting project called Portals, which is because of COVID, bands aren't able to go on tour. So um, there's a, a band in the UK called Tesseract who are. Um, uh, so a kind of proggy tech kind of band, um, awesome band. They've done a full live show with lasers and lights and stuff. And um, they, yeah, have been putting together basically a two-hour music video for um, a show. Instead of people going to see it live, they can stream it live uh, and buy tickets for that. So if you want to watch tickets for that or want to watch a ticket, you can watch a ticket or you can buy a ticket. Um <laughs> at www.portals.show. And that should be very exciting. I'm excited about that. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for uh, coming on our podcast and telling us all about hosts. All right, anytime. Thank you for having us. It's been great. Best of luck for the uh, release in January. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Take care. So for our next podcast, Hannah and I, we're going to be watching a couple of the BBC's more recent ghost stories for Christmas. Yeah, really looking forward to that, actually. It's quite nice to have a bit of a Christmas special. I'm not sure when you guys will get this, but, um, you know, it'll be around Christmas time. (laughs) I will do my best. I will do my best if we get together to discuss it online like we're doing now. Yeah. I will do my best to get it out. I can't I can't say it will be out before Christmas. No. Probably a bit of a post-Christmas special. Yeah, if if I can get it out in that sort of classic Christmas special period between Christmas Day and New Year's Eve, I think that's still a Christmas special. Yeah, I think so. I think up until like, you know, January 3rd you're talking a Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. And cuz the TV's still going to be full of Christmas episodes. Exactly. It's it stops when you go back to school. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> stops when you go back to school. Okay, brilliant. So, I really look forward to that actually. Me too. Yeah, I can't wait. Nice to get a festive podcast out. Right, well that's all from me. And that's all from me. Merry Christmas all. Merry Christmas. Well, thanks for joining us everyone. Tune in next time for more Midweek Horror. Don't get scared now. <laughs> <laughs>